Good morning, Hilltoppers. Once again, amen. It's a blessed Wednesday that God has allowed us to live. Amen. This is again your humble servant, Pastor Leo Fuquay Jr., reminding of Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4709 Joe Davis Drive, Decatur, Alabama. We want to begin with a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to share with your people. We ask you that you are blessed for their edification and benefit. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, brothers and sisters, we want to look back into uh, the Old Testament. And I'm wondering, is there anyone that, any Bible scholars that, uh, that recognize that what we are facing presently in our country, in the world, is reminiscent of Old Testament uh, how God dealt with sin of the nations uh, often the people suffered great afflictions, calamities pestilences uh, all those things are markers to exactly what is going on in the world right now with the pandemic that we're facing brothers and sisters anytime that you have a situation where Men are baffled. They do not have an answer. Uh, The doctors, the most educated, the people who have all of the tools to be able to tell us what's wrong, when they cannot give you an answer or give us an answer, we must know that it is something that is divinely instituted upon us And brothers and sisters, I'm not a gambling man, but you can bet your last dollar that what is taking place is going on because of the sins of this nation and the world. So as we look this morning, let's look at 1 Chronicles, excuse me, excuse me, I'm sorry, 2 Chronicles 7, amen, 2 Chronicles 7, and let's look at verses 12. Through 14. Everybody talks about if my people, if my people. Well, we need to look at what my people need to do. Amen. If we want to turn this thing around, if we want to find an answer, we want God to reveal to us what is hidden. There is something that we must do. Amen. We must recognize. First, let's look at what is taking place. I want to read verse 12 of, of 2 Chronicles. 7 and 12. It says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I've heard thy prayers and have chosen this place for myself for a house of sacrifice. And brothers and sisters, understand something. We are a chosen people, amen. God has, amen, given us the mantle, amen, to run for him, amen, to do a specific work in this time <coughs> that he has given for this great nation. But we've got to understand something. We owe God. God does not owe us. And so we cannot run ahead of the one who has given us the favor, who's given us his blessing, who's granted us all kinds of avenues to be the greatest nation in the world. And yet turn our back on God and sin against him is going to bring our own destruction. It's doing it right now. So are you are you out there listening, amen? Are you aware, amen? Have you paid attention to this plague, this pestilence that is among us now? Amen. Just like 
in Moses' day, when, when God plagued Egypt, all of the people that Pharaoh had in his court couldn't give him an answer. They couldn't defend what was taking place. They didn't, they didn't know what to do. And then this, this Hebrew comes out of nowhere telling them instructions about God wants this and God wants that. Brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you right now, amen, when we read this text, though uh, this nation is, is blessed, God has chosen uh, us. He's chosen us for a specific purpose. But right now, I believe it because the Bible points to it, amen, that we are under a divine judgment because of our sin as individuals and as a nation. Amen. And so you might not agree with me, but read what the word says here. And then look at what he says in verse 13. God says, if I shut up heaven, that there be no more rain that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. These are indicators that God has judged us for our sins. God does not cut off the rain for no reason. Amen. We understand we have droughts and seasons, but when things go longer than normal, you need to understand that God is the one whose hand is at work. And so when we look at he says, if I shut up the heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. Brothers and sisters, when God sends something among you, there's only one way that is going to leave you, and that is to repent. And I'm saying right now, America needs to repent right now. We need leadership that will say to America, to the people, we need to get on our knees before God. Our leadership, our president needs to get on his knees, amen, and call on God because he does not have an answer, amen. And so we need, amen, people who recognize that we cannot move forward in our nation's life nor in our individual lives. When we have sinned willfully before God and then think we can move forward without repentance. Brothers and sisters, this nation is trying to get back to normal, trying to move back into a place where it was. But I say to you this morning that it cannot get back to that place until we repent of our sins as a nation and as individuals. Oh, you may not say, I don't have to say, I'm sorry, amen, but you need to know this, that if you want God, amen, to open up the windows of heaven, if you want God, amen, to bring back life as you once knew it, you better get on your knees and ask God to, to for forgiveness for our sins. We're living in a time where people feel that anything and everything that we do is all right with God. But I want you to know this morning from his word that everything and anything is not all right because he declared in his word in verse 14 of 2 Chronicles 7, he said, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, let me stop right there. America, as great as it is, is living its most arrogant hour that we can think of in recent history. 
We're thumbing our nose in God's face as if we're the ones to tell him how we're going to do and how we're going to behave. But the pot, the clay can't talk to the potter, amen, because he's the one that made us and he, brothers and sisters, know how to break us. So we need to understand something. We've got to humble ourselves. Amen. A lot of people are frustrated because we have to wear a mask. They feel like it's degrading and demeaning. But I want you to know something. We need to humble ourselves. The mask may not be the only thing that we need to put on. Amen. We need to put on humility because, amen, we have been arrogantly parading our sin in God's face. And God, amen, is just like poking a grizzly bear in the eye. Amen. You cannot poke a grizzly bear in the eye and turn around and walk off and think there will not be some destruction of your flesh. Brothers and sisters, you cannot poke God in the eye and think that there will not come harm to your flesh. Amen. So we need to understand. Amen. God is saying we need to humble ourselves. Amen. We need to say, God, I'm sorry. I've been wrong. Somebody in your family. Amen. You're not sitting well with some friend. You're not sitting well with these things on a large and grand scale. Reach up to high heaven. And when your sins come up before God, God have to judge. Amen. So God says first, he says to us, we need to humble ourselves. You may not think you need to ask God to forgive you for anything, but you need to understand you cannot go forward in what you're trying to do in life until you ask God, amen, humble yourself before him and ask him for forgiveness. Back to verse 14 says, my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. Then without with humility, then comes prayer. Too many of us are trying to pray in an unhumble way, and that leads to prideful and arrogant petitions to God that only come back down falling to the ground like a stone. Amen. And so God wants us to know something this morning. Amen. If we want to see, if we want to get back to normal life, if we want to get America back, amen, to being a great nation, we've got to humble ourselves before God. And then we got to do what most folks say I do, I do and don't get no results from We've got to pray. And we've got to pray not just five minutes, but we've got to stay there until we get an answer. Because God only honors true repentance. And I'm saying this for uh, individuals, and I'm saying this for a nation. Until we humble ourselves before God and pray mightily, this pandemic will not leave us. It will not leave the world because God is seeking to break arrogance. Look at the doctors who cannot give you an answer. Look at the people who are who are supposed to be uh, your officials for support. They don't have an answer, people, to what's going on. The only one who has an answer is God Almighty. And it's found here in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, excuse me, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. Brothers and sisters, we after we pray, we got to seek when we while praying. Let me get that right. While praying, we got to seek the face of God. 
I ain't talking about knee prayer. You see, some people just think that the only time I got to get out, I said get out on your knees, but then there's sometimes you got to get on your face before God, laying before God. Amen. That God will hear and answer your prayer. Amen. Amen. And so God is saying, amen, that we've got to seek his face and then we've got to let go of our wickedness. You see, the reason why many people don't pray is they don't want to change what they're doing. They figure I'm all right. I don't need to ask for nothing. I ain't praying for nothing. But if you see what we're facing right now presently and you don't desire a change, then something is wrong because we know that this is not this is not normal. And so God is saying we've got to seek his face in prayer. Amen. Shut off the TV. Put the phone down. Amen. Amen. We've got to we've got to make time for God and turn to him. Then we've got to turn from our wickedness. Oh, brothers and sisters. Some of us think that everything we do, amen, smell like a rose, amen, and tastes like chocolate. But we need to understand, amen, our ways before God are wicked. Brothers and sisters, look what he said. He said, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. For as high as the heaven is above the earth, so is the gap between our thoughts and God's thoughts. So our ways are wicked before God. Look at how America is. Amen. We used to be a people, amen, that reached out to one another. Now we're only concerned about ourselves. And we think that God is pleased with that. But no, God is not altogether like us. So until we are willing, oh Lord, to turn from wickedness, amen, the wickedness that you think of your neighbor, the wickedness that you think of your family member, the wickedness that you think, amen, of different ethnicities, all of this, amen, is spiritual wickedness, brothers and sisters. And until we turn from it, we're going to continue to be plagued, amen, with this pandemic called Corona. Amen. And so we need to understand something. We got to turn from our wickedness and until America and the world turns from wickedness. Hate to bring up the old soap opera, but they say as the world turns, as the world turns from wickedness, so will the pandemic be turned away. But only then, only when we repent, Only when we humble ourselves, only when we pray sincerely will we see this. Because he says so, I will heal from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal the land. Brothers and sisters, if you want that, then you got to really search your soul as, as I do and as we all do. None of us are perfect. We all have some wickedness. We have all done evil before God. We all owe God repentance. If you want to change, if you want to move forward in life, if you want the world to get back to normal, then we've got to repent of our sin. Until next time, stay on top. God bless you.